Welcome back to the Meeting of Minds podcast uh, and this particular mini-series called the HSP Connection with me, Philippa Robinson. And me, Robbie Lee. Yay! In this series, we are looking at all things HSP, from our personal experiences of discovering that we are HSPs, working out what we need to thrive as HSPs, and working in our business as HSP coaches. That's what we both do. So this series has something for everyone. Uh, as what is good for HSPs is, you know, really good for everyone. So if you want to know more about what it means to be an HSP, I suggest you go back to listen to the first episode in this series, which is episode 90 of the Meeting of Minds podcast, where we explain all about it. But now, on with today's episode. So, what are we talking about today, Robbie? Philippa, today we're talking about one of my favorite topics, which is self-care. Yes. Yes. And I will say, for me personally, self-care has been a journey. <laughs> um, it's still something I'm learning to prioritize. But one of the first things I want to say off the bat is that self-care for HSPs is as important as regular sleep. Like it, because of how much information our systems process, we have got to find the things that work for us to help rejuvenate, restore, replenish, calm our system, all of those good things. So it's not a luxury. <laughs> and the other thing I want to say about it is that kind of what you said already, things that are good for HSPs are good for the world. And so I personally believe that everyone would benefit from some more self-care and the things that we're going to talk about today. It's just that HSPs, for many of us, we it taxes us a little bit more than non-HSPs or we'll see the symptoms sooner than non-HSPs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that goes please. back to the point that you made in one of our previous episodes that, you know, like HSPs are, are like the canaries in the coal mine, aren't they? So yeah. you know, the way that we, you know, the way that life has become this fast paced, always on, always on contactable, always doing things. You know, people are busy, they're on their phones, they're on technology, we're always planning, 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 doing, doing, doing. Well, as an HSP, you just can't do that. And we're gonna, we're gonna, you know, we'll talk a little bit about our journeys with having to realize, come to realize that we can't do that. But you know, like you say, all these things we're gonna talk about, which are really good for HSPs, are actually really good for everyone because I definitely believe that we would all be a bit better off if we now I'm not you know I want what I want to say there is slow down but I've had a few clients who've said to me oh don't tell me to close slow down everyone tells me to slow down so it's like oh, okay so we'll have to that is what I want to say <laughs> how how can we say that in a different way but it is about um slowing the pace it is slowing down. It is taking time for ourselves to be present, to notice what's going on around us, 
to rest, to digest, you know, it, it's just taking time and we would all absolutely benefit from that. Yes. Yes. A thousand percent to what you said. Yeah. You know, and the predominant culture, at least in America here, is very work obsessed, right? It's very much like, like you were talking about, go, 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 yeah. right? Do, do, do. Yeah. And then layering on the ways that women get cultured and talked to. I know for me growing up, it was absolutely the message, both overtly and covertly, that to love someone meant to put them before you, to do for others first. And I have worked really hard with my therapist to unlearn some of that and to give myself permission to love myself first, which is actually one of the first things on my list for us today, which is permission, giving yourself permission to say, I'm going to take care of myself. That was the first thing I had to learn in therapy as well. And it is a, um, uh, it's a daily practice, isn't it? Yes. Yes. To exercise that muscle. hundred percent. So number one, I don't know, you know, if we go, you know, so first on your list is giving ourselves permission to what do you, how did you put it? To take care of ourselves. Yeah. To put ourselves first, take care of ourselves, ourselves, make ourselves a priority. Yes, that's exactly right. And, you know, one of the ways that I've helped my brain accept this is the concept of sleep, kind of like I mentioned before, because humans need to sleep, right? I think most of us would agree with that. And having regular, healthy amounts of sleep, I mean, they've scientifically proven how helpful that is for our system. Now, we can survive on less sleep than is ideal. We could survive on interrupted sleep. There are periods of time where that happens for us, and it takes a toll on our system. Yeah. And so I look at self-care as a whole in the very same way, right? So I don't have to give myself permission to go to sleep. It's just something that I acknowledge is necessary Mm. in order to function well. And so it's kind of how I approach self-care in general. Yeah. So rather than delving into the individual things that we could talk about and probably will come on to talk about as acts of self-care, what you're actually wanting to start off with is, is, is remind um, or, or maybe, you know, for the first time tell people who are listening that self-care is absolutely essential and you're talking here in the round you know just like sleep nutrition water shelter especially for hsps but but for everyone really self-care putting yourself first looking after yourself um is really really important yes yes and we've i'm sure all heard the now overused metaphor about putting the oxygen mask on yourself first, right? And it really is a wonderful visual. I mean, if you imagine that 
you're on that airplane scenario where the oxygen is going away and you're busily moving throughout the plane and trying to help everybody else, you're going to collapse. And then you probably will, in that scenario, maybe will die, but also then you're not able to help anyone else. So even if your motivation is, I want to help people, great. You got to start with you first. You, yeah, you've got to build up your own system first and give it what it needs. I Yeah, and I couldn't agree more. And it has definitely been one of the... Oh, perhaps hardest things I had to learn, um, but the most important, because like, you know, like, you know, as you said, um, I think as women, we're particularly conditioned to put ourselves at the bottom of the list and look after everybody. Uh, Also, I mean, for me, coming from quite a traumatic childhood, I learned to put everybody else first if uh, that was my survival strategy um yes. you know and there will be plenty of other reasons i'm sure why people learn to put others first but what we're here to say is that really needs to be reversed yes yeah couldn't agree 100%. more <laughs> yeah. fabulous point to start with <laughs> thank you so much yeah we are yeah Yeah. So I think for me, hand in hand with that is then checking in with yourself and asking, what do I need? Mm. And that was not something that was not a practice I had for (laughs) most of my life. In fact, it was the opposite where if I would feel tired, if I would feel hungry, if I would feel peopled out, if I would feel strung out, exhausted, any of those things, I would push it aside and be like, okay, but I don't have time for that. I've got to keep going. I don't have time to listen to that. I got to keep going. And I imagine some other people might be doing some similar things. I, I, I'm pretty sure we know that people are doing uh, similar things. And I certainly was. And like I said, that's another muscle that you have to exercise. And, you know, I I really have to work on that one. Um, the the not pushing through, the listening, listening to the signals that my body is um, giving me and, and learning, okay, too much. I've got to got to rein it back in and I've got to look after myself. Yeah. Same. It's um, some days I feel fairly successful at that. And other days I was like, oh, whoops, <laughs> there's some old patterns that came up again. Yes. You know, and I want to bring that up because I hope that no one listening ever gets the idea that the topics that we bring up are things that we do perfectly because... <laughs> That is just laughable, right? Um, Yeah. Yeah. These are things that we have learned and are continuing to grow in, um, but find that they're really helpful for people, which is why we're talking about them. Yeah. And, you know, some of the things, some of them are going to be things that, 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 you know, are your go go to. Some of them will be my go tos. You know, there might, people might be listening who, you know, who have completely different things, but the whole point is that we're just wanting to, bring this information but like you say you know we're still working on it it's not you know it's not that we've got all this sorted because we absolutely um 
haven't because it's a lifetime of conditioning that we're that we're working on unraveling and um it's a really new way of being isn't it oh putting yourself yeah. first listening to what your body needs giving yourself what your body needs um yeah it's um it's a little bit strange at the beginning <laughs> it's so strange philippa it's like the world has turned upside down like it and um it can even feel scary at some times i remember in the early days practicing ask and that's how it felt like i was just like barely dipping a toe and asking my wife for some quiet time and that's how it was at first i would ask you know and be like because i don't want to hurt your feelings i don't want you to feel bad and you know i'm so concerned with the other yeah um so yeah it could feel really weird at first and it's um it's a practice like you have mentioned a couple of times it's things that we have to just keep practicing yeah and I, I think you make a very good point there and we'll probably talk about it more in another episode because i think this is probably an episode all to itself but actually as we start putting some of these things into practice you know it, it does rock our world a little bit <laughs> and yeah. you know it, it does um change our relationships a little bit with friends with family you know with our loved ones you know it it, it, it it just changes them. I don't want to say it may certainly, um, I mean, for me, it's ended up really improving them, but that takes time. Yep. It, it does take time. But, the, you know, the, you, you know, the whole point, though, is, you know, it is the discomfort, uh, 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 you know, at the time of getting, getting used to putting yourself first and getting used to, you know, perhaps the um uneasy feeling you might have around it at the beginning yeah. it, it, it's embracing that rather than staying stuck in this lifetime of putting everybody else first mm -hmm. where you you're just um you know you, you you're feeling more and more angry and uh, sick and uh just unfulfilled yes 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 so, you know, whilst we're saying, you know, it, it can be a little weird, it can be a little strange. Um, and I, I totally understand that if this is the first time anybody who's listening has heard this, you know, I, I, I get it. It might seem totally impossible, but we're just here to kind of say it's not impossible. We're not saying it's, it's like, oh, you know, click your fingers and it's done, but it is absolutely worth it. Yes. It's possible, it's doable, it's worth it. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Beautiful. Yeah. What's next? Well, one of the the things that is kind of a go-to for me is just under the big bucket of figuring out what feels good. So checking in with my own energy and just starting to notice, like noticing, just even paying attention at all was different, like I mentioned, right? So noticing like where my energy energy dips throughout the day or 
Um, you know, when I'm feeling tired, when I'm feeling energized, when, like, how does my body respond to this food or to being around these people or to going outside, like just noticing those things and starting to kind of take some mental notes about that. Love that. It's really, it's, it's a really important step actually, because what, what works What's going to work for you, for instance, might not necessarily work for me. So we do have to take notice, as you say, of the things that are happening for us that we can then go on to change. But we have no idea what needs changing until we've done that noticing bit. That's right. Absolutely. I'm trying to. I love what you said about um, that it will be different for each of us. Yes. So we'll. You know, I've got lots of things to mention today just to get people's wheels spinning. Yeah. But to your point, none of these are have tos or one size fits all. They're just, you know, they're just ideas to give you permission to find what works for you. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, I'm trying to think of some of the things that. Uh, so I remember right at the beginning, I I heard that. So I I came to this self care from a slightly different angle because I came from it from unraveling my trauma, and I knew I had to calm my nerve nervous system because that's what we're talking about. We're talking about how to keep our nervous system regulated um, and calm because as HSPs, you know, we are our nervous system is is more um, susceptible to sensory input. And mine was more, mine had a lot of sensory input from my childhood trauma. So I sort of came to this self-care through a trauma lens at the beginning. And I had heard that uh, in order to keep your nervous system regulated, it was a good idea to cut down on alcohol. It was a good idea to cut down on caffeine. And I was really keen to keep my nervous system regulated. So I tried that. So it's not that I was like, oh, well, that's what I've been told to do. I'm definitely going to do it. Because like we've said, they're not all going to work for everybody. But I decided I cut out caffeine altogether to start off with. Now I have decaf, but I did cut out caffeine altogether. And I did cut out alcohol for quite a long time, actually. Um, I'm not teetotal but I don't drink much now, but I did absolutely notice really quite quickly what a difference that made. So, so, I mean, luckily for me, I landed on something quite useful quite quickly. Uh, But then again, if that hadn't worked, I could have tried other things. So it is about trying these things out and noticing. So noticing what it is we want to change, making some changes around that, and noticing if we're getting some benefit from it. Yes. Yes. I love how you framed that. It's beautiful. And uh, for me too, caffeine, I've noticed, I mean, I used to drink tons of caffeine and I look back on it and it was probably self-survival. Like I was trying to get my system to go when it was done. Right. Um, and I won't, I won't say that I never have caffeine, but it is um, on purpose. I'm paying attention to it. It's like, I'll, it's part of um, 
my ritual with my wife on the weekends, we'll have a cup of coffee on Saturday and talk. And so, Love it. you know, it's intentional. Yes. And I have the whole rest of the day to just be with, because <laughs> it, it gets me a little bit jumpy. So, yeah. you know, I have lots of the rest of the day to calm myself down. Um, but yeah, I think, I think we're going to come back to very often is checking in, checking yes. in with ourselves. Checking in, yeah. You know? One of the things that I ran into right away in the beginning for me, which is the was the concept of um, quiet time, alone time, or unplanned time. Those can you know take a little bit different forms for folks. But Julie Bieland has she has stated kind of as a guideline one hour a day, and then one day a week, and so I'm going to, to remind people, this is not a have to, right? This is a, <laughs> this is a guideline, try it out. What I think is really cool about it is the notion that you can give yourself permission to have quiet time throughout your day where you don't have to be in charge of anybody else, where you could just have some time for yourself. Um, and I absolutely recognize it's gonna be different for people depending on what stage of life they're at, what, you know, kids and single parenting and jobs outside the house, like there's so many things. So I, I recognize that that is all real life as well. But there was something really profound to me about the permission, I'll go back to that again, permission to find space for myself. Mm. Um, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Quite mm. yes, and whether that's quiet, unplanned, both, yeah. but just time for yourself. Yeah. To be yourself, to check in with yourself, to yes. to do what you need, to do what you want. Yes. Yeah, I love that. I think and it can be, could be a bit sorry, of, go ahead. I, I know a right? day a week could be a bit of a challenge. I'm thinking, yeah. oh, a day a week. Okay, that is a bit of a challenge. But it, it's all a work in progress as well, isn't it? That's right. And it could be it could be absolutely incremental steps. And it could be something that you try out. You know, it it could be something as simple as like if you're doing your if you have a daily morning routine that includes a shower. Could you carve out an extra 10 minutes to just be in the hot water and just be present there for yourself in there, you know, instead of just the like, okay, I got to hurry and do this and go on to the next thing. Like, where can you carve out some space for yourself, even in what you're currently doing, give yourself a little bit more space and just be yeah. in it. Yeah, because water actually is very, is, is, is. A lot of people will find water quite soothing. Not everybody, yes. but um, yes. I do. You do. Um, you know, I know not a lot of other people who do. So I love that idea of maybe just being a bit more intentional in your in, in your shower and being present in your shower and sort of, you know, I don't know, really, I don't know, having some lovely smelling stuff to, to you know, to smooth on your body when you're in there and just, yes. you know, feeling your 
skin as you're as you're rubbing yeah. in whatever you're doing just being present in that yeah. shower and maybe giving yourself a little bit longer than you might do to just really um just really be be present in that shower yes yeah, yeah. that's so, that was such a lovely image and it, what also came to me when you were talking is you know as you're like smoothing something lovely into your skin I mean that is an act of love towards yourself yeah. you know yeah. self-love self-care they're intertwined for sure now since we're on the water theme I mean something that that I love to do is take a long luxurious bath when I have the time and so that's another way to just really you know let my senses relax there's beautiful bath salts and, you know, different scents that are wonderful for me. And I know that you do something pretty spectacular with water, too. <laughs> yeah, so I, too, like a lovely, long, uh, warm bath, but I also yeah. do go cold water swimming as well. So, um, well, I say swimming. We're recording this in December and it's pretty cold now. So I'd Ooh. say cold water dipping. Um <laughs> You know, it's minus one here at the moment and it's the water's about three degrees. So, um, yeah, it's pretty cold. It's pretty yeah. cold. But um, that is there's something. So, I, you know, it takes me time to do that. It's a good two hour round trip to go and do that. And it. Yeah, I know it sounds I know it just sounds beyond most people's comprehension that I do that to go and get in really cold water. But I feel so alive afterwards and um, so weirdly really relaxed, um, not just because I'm so numb that I can't feel anything, but so much <laughs> so that we've had, I, you know, I go with my swimming buddy, we've had to stop going in the morning because we find we're struggling to work afterwards, you know, get back in that um, go, 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 because both of us are quite busy. Um, and yeah, it, 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 there's just, just something wonderful about it, I find. And it's about being in the water, like immersed in it. Um, that's why I like a bath. Shower, I love a shower, but it's not quite the same. So, but that was, yeah, that does really work for me. And you've highlighted something so important, Philippa, which is again, like maybe, you know, mainstream, there, a hundred percent of people aren't doing this cold water dip or swim that you do, right? I don't know what percentage of people do it, but I don't think it's a mainstream activity. <laughs> and it doesn't matter. Like what you have found that it is so beneficial for you. And so you prioritize it and you're doing it. And like you, you uh, recognize the benefit it's giving you. And so you've created space for that in your life. And that is a perfect example of what we're talking about here. Yeah. And, I, you know, I've only been doing it for the last five and a half months, actually. Um, but it has really grabbed me. It really has. And it's reminded, it, you know, it ticks so many boxes. It's reminded me how much I used to like being in the sea as a child. So there's a very childlike quality to it and play. Um, and it's 
it just make me feel alive in a way that nothing else does. So, um, you know, and who doesn't want to feel alive? So it, 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 and I get to go with my friend. So I'm in community with her while we're doing it. And also it's quite a challenge because I've never done it through the winter before. And, you know, I am a bit nervous before we go there thinking, oh gosh, you know, am I going to be able to do it today? Especially, you know, if the temperatures dropped again. And afterwards, the feeling of having challenged myself, um, I am going to give myself permission to not go and do it when I don't want to. I'm not going to really push myself to do it. But there's never a day where both me and my friend don't want to go. So we encourage each other. Oh, there hasn't been a day so far when yeah. we've both not wanted to go. So, you know, it's ticking lots of lots of boxes um, for me. Um, and it is part of my self-care. Mm -hmm. yes beautiful example and mm -hmm. I love how you mentioned the different boxes it's ticking mm -hmm. which you know again is something to watch out for when we're looking for ways to care for ourselves what are what are we craving and how do we get it exactly exactly and when you know you mentioned the sea which made me think of just in broader terms nature in general and I like to call it big nature. So, you know, going in with like taking a, I'm in Washington state in the United States, we have a lots of places to hike. And so, you know, being in old growth forests with giant trees or being in mountains that have just been there forever, there's something just magical about that. You know, looking over the sea at the sunset, like, these, these things, every time I'm in nature in that way, it moves me somehow. It speaks to my soul. It calms my system. Um, it's definitely a part of my self-care. Yeah, I think. Yeah, me too. Um, and rediscovering the joy of nature in the last few years has been, yes. you know, a major thing for me. And I think being in nature. Um, has many qualities about it connecting with the ground um realizing we are part of nature and we are a small part of it as well it, it you, you know we we can i think sometimes um you know it, we can feel that everything is so big and weighty on our shoulders and um I, I, I don't know, I'm not quite sure quite what I'm trying to say here, but actually going out in nature reminds us that we are but a small part of it. Uh, and I don't think it's a bad thing to be reminded of that. I could not agree more. Mm. Yes. It's something um, perspective shifting about yeah. it. Yes, yes. And as HSPs, with the connection that we tend to have to nature um you, you know i think as hsps we we can get very upset by what is happening to nature i mean everybody can don't get me wrong i'm not saying only hsps are the ones that are uh, bothered about what is happening to the planet but i also i do think we feel things very deeply and i do think that a lot of hsps are probably very concerned about climate change and what is happening to the environment and i don't think it's also spoken about enough um mm. that maybe we do have quite deep feelings about that and there is 
perhaps some grief around what is going on as well as definitely a lot of anxiety about what is going to go on so I know you know I've sort of gone off on a little bit of a tangent and you know maybe that's another podcast episode but I just wanted to acknowledge that that you know we are out in nature and we love being out in nature and also we might be feeling a lot more about it yes I'm glad you brought that up because feeling our feelings Mm -hmm. allowing for those feelings making space for them I feel is also part of self-care you know, I definitely grew up learning to shove my feelings down, to qu- try to quiet them, to make them wrong. Um, and that's just not healthy. And so <laughs> being being able to express them, to listen to them, to make room for them, I think is so vital. I, I totally agree. Um, it, it, that was a vital part of my therapy and my what you know the process that has brought me to where I am today because I too learned to bury my feelings deep but you know they will come back to you know I talk about mine as like a volcano that just erupted one day you know and I I kept mine down with food that was my uh numbing of choice well I say food food overworking perfectionism people pleasing all those other socially acceptable addictions apart from the food um yep. you know but that that's what I did I ate my feelings and um you know they did it, it will only be, it will only keep them down for so long they just get louder and bigger and eventually they're going to come back and bite you in the arse basically <laughs> they will absolutely find a way out yep they will totally agree they will so feeling your feelings giving yourself that space and that time um to feel your feelings at an appropriate time you know because we can't all go around feeling our feelings all the time because most you know we have to function in the world don't we you know um but giving ourselves that time and space um with some support maybe with a therapist you know maybe with a coach maybe just with a uh, you know a great friend who is quite prepared to listen and and not try to fix but just will be with us while we feel our feelings yeah and maybe we can do it by ourselves but give ourselves that time and space 100% and you mentioned some other tools right there counselors good friends yeah you know I- I cannot say enough how important it has been for me to surround myself with other HSPs, Mm. you know, to develop HSP friendships, to get support from HSP coaches and an HSP therapist. Like these things have been life-giving for me. And I think they're really useful tools. Couldn't agree with you more. And the, you know, the, the, the HSP community that we're part of is just such uh, an important part of, of of my life now because that is a space that we can we can be part of and just know that we're understood and know that we don't have to explain and ourselves and everyone just gets it yes it's just such a special place it really is it re- it really is hsps out there find your community yeah. and communities um yeah. And we'll have some links in the show notes of places for you to, to check out yeah. because um, 
Yeah. Find your people. It makes a difference. And that's not to say that non-HS peoples can't be the best of friends because they absolutely are and can be. And I think it's vital for HSPs to find other HSPs to, to be in community with truly, truly. And I think another, you know, another helpful tool for me is in, um, working through my feelings as we were talking about kind of giving them space. And then an, also a tool I use to kind of check in with myself is journaling, you know, writing, like getting the inside out, giving space for it to come forward. I know you've done a bit of writing yourself. (laughs) (laughs) I have, I am, I'm an avid or I used to be, I dip in and out of journaling now, actually I did. Um, when I think the writing you're referring to is my book. So when I, when I decided I was going to write my book, I kind of didn't know where to start. And I'd had a copy of The Artist Way by Julia Cameron on my shelf for years, years. Somebody recommended it. I bought it, never read it. So I decided to, um, to read it and I worked through it. So it's a 12 week program and I worked through it week, week after week. And that's where I started doing the morning pages. So I started journaling. I mean, that's all your morning pages are really. Um, and I started doing that. Um, the, the freedom that can be felt from a good journaling session where you really work through things is incredible. And not all journaling sessions are like that. You know, sometimes I could write for a week and not really have an aha moment, but then an aha moment would come. And and, and like you say, it's about getting what's inside out. It, it For me, I think talking does it as well as journaling. And I think that's why I don't need to journal quite as much now because I have this podcast and I have people who understand me and I understand them who I can talk to. Um, But I definitely process as I'm talking and people who've listened to my podcast for a while will will have heard me process as I'm actually in the middle of recording um, an episode. But I do the same when I'm journaling, you know, I'm processing it, you know, and I'll sort of think, oh, I don't know, like, you know, feeling a bit out of sorts today. I wonder what that's about. Is it about this? Mm, No, that doesn't feel right. Is it about that? Mm, That doesn't feel right. Is it about that? Ah, yes, that's what it's about. So. And there's no right or wrong way to journal either. I think some people can feel that a bit intimidated by journaling, but it's literally about pouring out, out of you what's in you. Yes. Well stated. Yes. (laughs) There's no, you know, there's no rules to it. There's no grammar police that's going to come read your journal and tell you you've done something wrong. There's, you know, spelling doesn't count. No nope. uh, format doesn't count like just whatever wants to come out, yeah. you know, just giving it a space to do that. It can yeah. be really beneficial. Yeah. In fact, I've never read any of my journals back yet. Have you not? No, I haven't. Oh, I bet that would be interesting. It might be. Yeah. I'm just looking at the one I started there. Maybe <laughs> I might. I mean, who knows what pills of wisdom there might be in there, but yeah. um, or a lot of details about what I had for my tea or something like that. But um no, I don't really write about that. But if you do write about that, that's fine. Um, that's yeah, it, there is no wrong or right. And like you say, it doesn't matter what you write, how you write it. Um, I would 
just say that there's something magic about pen and paper, pen or pencil on paper. Uh, there is something, uh, apparently it uses a different part of your brain than when you use a keyboard. Mm -hmm. So an electronic journal is not quite the same. Um, and I would definitely agree with that, that the whole writing it and, and seeing it appear on the page, I don't know, is all part of the process. I completely agree. That was true for me as well. Yeah. Um, and caveat to anybody out there, if if your way into journaling is using a keyboard, use the keyboard, like just exactly. do the thing, right? Do the thing. But there is something 100% magical about pen to paper. Yes. And you very rightly point out that that's not to um, say about anybody you know to anybody who is actually doing it electronically that that's not right or that's not good enough it's like you know as robbie says if it works for you then stick with it um yes. but anybody who wants to give pen or pencil on paper a go give it a go uh yeah see what happens yes yeah see if it, if see if you feel a difference yeah yeah um, one of the other things I had on my list is developing a practice of gratitude. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I've, I've done it different ways. I have like challenged myself to do it like daily, you know, write three things that I'm grateful for those types of things, gratitude journal. Um, I didn't stick with any of those things <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> uh, but what I did find was that, because I made space for it, it's now a tool that I can pull out and the way I use it, I mean, it will, it will just spontaneously happen if I am just in awe of something like the gratitude is just yeah. there. Yeah. But then I also use it on purpose. If I find that I am not able to see anything bright, you know, like where everything is just like, ugh. Yeah. I will challenge myself. I mean, I will, I will give space to those feelings first and then I will challenge myself and say, okay, well, what are three things we can be grateful for? And it always just tr starts like a chain reaction. And it's like, okay, well, yeah, those things are shitty, but also all of these things are also amazing. Yeah. And it's just a wonderful reminder for my system. It helps me. Yeah. And it interrupts that sort of, uh, like you say, it's important to feel your feelings, but also we don't always have the space, the time, the energy to be able to stay in those feelings for a long time. And I think um, turning to gratitude, like there are lots of other um, ways of doing it, can be a bit of an interrupter, really, and can bring us to a not quite so shitty place hopefully yeah yeah I, yeah you're exactly right the interrupter that's that's exactly the right word yeah yes so gratitude journaling gratitude practice has never been a thing for me <laughs> uh really interesting i know you know what you know gratitude is the attitude and you know write three things every morning and three things before you go to bed never never been on my radar that that is something that I want to do weirdly because I've tried loads of things um I do think like you um I think certainly being out in in nature and 
the, the whole being in awe and wonder and gratitude for the amazing whatever it is before me sort of it, it does come very naturally um as does I don't know, walking my dog and just feeling the sun on my face and just stopping and taking that moment. Um, I'm not necessarily thinking, oh, I'm really grateful for that, but I am drinking it in. That is a moment for me to really savour. And, you know, that is just a, you know, one of those joyful moments in the day. So I think probably I might say I've got more of a finding the joy practice which Love is that. a very similar it, it's it, it's a similar thing mm -hmm. i mean we might find gratitude and joy in slightly different things but it's about finding those good moments isn't it yes and i love that the gratitude thing is something you're like no <laughs> but joy joy was the thing you could go yeah. yes now that is something that would be fun to look for yes. so again it's another example of find the thing that works for you find the thing that's lighting you up right because we do get messages gratitude's fucking everywhere <laughs> um and you're like no thank you it's not yeah. really but joy and i also you know as you were describing kind of like being there with your dog and the sun to me, that's mindfulness also, right? It's just being present in what is happening. And that is another tool that I've got in my toolbox. Yes. Mindfulness, like when I'm feeling myself getting a little, I don't know what the word is, but it um, untethered a little bit or a little bit tired. Uh, it's not exactly it, but it's like feeling a, untethered, I guess is the closest word for me. It's a reminder to, okay, wait, stop a second. Like, let me let me get back into my body. And yeah. I mean, it can be something as simple as like rubbing my fingertips together. I'm like, hey, I'm here in this present moment. I can feel myself. And then it can expand outward toward, you know, what is around me, looking at the nature. Nature is such a helpful tool for so many practices for me. Um, yeah, so mindfulness, I feel, can be really helpful. Yeah, I agree with you. I love that, um, rubbing, just rubbing your fingers together. That's so, you know, we can all do that. Yeah. You know, that we can all do that and nobody else really needs to notice we're doing it. So right. you know, as does sort of, um, I remember when I, um, when I was a lawyer and if I was in a really boring meeting, I'd end up having to sort of pinch myself to, to yes. stay awake. So, yes. I mean, it's a similar kind of thing, except it's, it's not like doing it to go, ah, so that I stay <laughs> awake, but it, it, it to just to remind yourself that to, 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 to come back into your body in the present moment, isn't it? It's a hundred percent what it is. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but rubbing your fingers gently is a much a much kinder and more gentle way of doing it. Um, but again, that can be an interrupter as well. That's right. That's exactly right. And I know a lot of people who will use a, um, like a band on their wrist and flick that. Um, mm -hmm. That's really good for anxiety as well, you know, just to bring you back into the moment. 100%. I'm not good with pain, so that one wouldn't be my go-to. Yes. But but rubbing fingers is a, is another, like anything that gets you into your body. So the snapping of your wrists, rubbing your fingers, um, 
those things to me super helpful. And which reminded me of another tool that I used, which is not inconspicuous at all, which is that I love the finger rubbing for that reason. I could be anywhere. Anybody could be around me and no one has to know I'm doing anything. Right? Yes. Um, but an, a very conspicuous tool, but very powerful is EFT or tapping. Yes. Like I have, um, I have found that to be super helpful for me in processing emotions, especially anxiety, yeah. uh, fear. Um, and, you know, it's, it's used for veterans, you know, for folks suffering from PTSD, which for a lot of HSPs, we are, we, we have either had some capital T trauma in our lives or our body is processing lower T trauma in a way that is really harmful for us. And, and tapping can be super helpful for that. Is that a tool that you so I've, I've tried tapping um i've watched yeah. quite a few videos of of people tapping and i've tried tapping on the on the spots and yeah. um it, it didn't really do much for me at the time yeah. i tried it but i i was trying it just out of interest as opposed to needing it i yeah. think it's something that if i needed a new tool it would definitely be something that i tried uh, it's just not something that came into my radar, on my radar, at a time that it was useful for me. Um, but I know a lot of people think uh, EFT is fantastic. So, yeah. you know, um, and it's it's really easy to do. It's really, you, you know, you can do it for free. I mean, everything that we've That's talked right. about so far is free, apart from if you need a therapist or or somebody to to be your support. But everything else we've talked about is very much within your control and, and largely free. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. The thing about tapping EFT that was, that makes it really helpful for me is the words that you use to pair with what you are tapping. So the like let's say for example i'm um feel like maybe i led a class and now i'm feeling like i didn't do a great job i'm feeling like i've let myself down or something then while tapping on these certain parts you say something like even though i'm feeling and then you name your feeling even though i'm feeling like i screwed up even though i'm feeling badly about myself I love and accept myself. And that phrase, and you say it over and over. So it's like, even though I'm feeling anxiety, I love and accept myself. Even though I'm feeling less than, I love and accept myself. That I love and accept myself while you're tapping on these parts of the body, which interrupts, I don't know all the science behind it, but it's out there in the world. You can go read about it. It is. Um, it's, it's, it changes things. Yeah. It changes the wiring. It's super helpful. Yeah. And, um, you know, so that's that, that's actually a couple of things that we've talked about already rolled into one, isn't it? So it's an act of self-care because yeah. it, 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 you know, it's acknowledging the feelings that you're feeling. And yeah. it's also, you know, it, it's declaring your self-love, you know. So, you know, what's not to like about it? Right. What's yeah. not what what you know to not you know what is it to not love about it, and yeah. you know there are so many guided tapping um, uh, yeah. things. Not not yeah. great words. Videos on, on YouTube, and, videos on YouTube yeah. 
and stuff. So um, like there are guided meditations, like there is mindfulness. There's so much available on YouTube and actually finding ones that are guided while you're getting used to these things and having a go at, you, you know, there's just a whole so much out there. Yes. Guided meditations have been super helpful for me, especially yeah. like you said, especially starting out Yeah, because starting out is generally when our system is still like really hyped up. Exactly. And so for me, that meant my brain was just going yeah. right. And it's, I mean, quieting it down at all seemed impossible, but there was something super helpful about a guided meditation where it was taking me somewhere. I could, I could be there with that person, you know, and just listen to them. Um, yeah, I found that to be super helpful yeah. for calling. And I think with the, the key there is finding a voice, trying them until you find a voice that you like, that you find soothing. Just because somebody recommends one to you doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work for you because, you know, we'll all like different voices. Yes. Yes. It's really important to, to, to give yourself the best chance the, you know of finding things that work for you and and that means you know giving lots of things a go i love that you brought that up i'm 100 it's just like with medical practitioners yeah. they just find the thing keep trying which can feel hard in the moment when you're already spent but it's worth it like find the thing that actually works for you or things and so with meditation yeah right if there are, there are some voices that other people have said, oh my gosh, you have to listen to this person. It's amazing. And it's so jarring for me. I'll be yes. like, well, that is not soothing to my system. Um, but I listened to Anna Calm and she, it's like medicine, like pouring over my body. So it's, yes, find the voices that work for you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I feel like this is quite a big subject. Oh, yeah. Because I guess we're not down, you know, I guess you've got more on your list yet. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so I'm wondering whether we do this in two parts, actually. Ah. Um, because this has already been quite, um, I think this has been a lot. Yeah. And I'm wondering whether we make this into two parts. What do you think? Well, you know what I'm wondering? Like, I'm looking at my list. I have, I have mentioned most things on my list. I would say... I have two more things. Do you think we could do just two more things really quickly or do you want to do, do a I, whole nother one? No, I think we could do two more okay. things. Um, I just wondered because, you know, I, I love that this has not been about, um, I mean, it has been about taking a bath, but it's not been about taking a bath. You, you know, it's been about if water really works for you and, and, and giving yourself the time and space to do that. And it has been about meditation, but you know, it's not just been a list of mindfulness, meditation, um, take a bath, you know, do all these things. It's all it, it's all been bound together in this beautiful package of working out what is right for you and giving yourself that time and space to work out what works. And for you. permission yeah. and permission. Permission yeah. to do it. Yeah. Go on yeah. then. What else is on the list? Well said. Well said as usual. So the last two things I had on my list, one we've we've started to touch on medical practitioners. So oh, therapists, yeah. yes, but just in any area, um seek out what help you need 
to support your system. And that could be through Western medicine. It could be through other avenues. It doesn't matter. Find the things that work for you and give yourself permission again to find the things that work for you. I mean, one of one of the things I do for my self-care is I take my medicine every month and it helps me with my migraines. And it's part of my self-care because, you know, I need to be able to function. And so I've given myself permission to do that. And I also seek out, so that's a Western medicine thing. And I also seek out a lot of alternative things. And I, you know, look at what supplements help my body and um, what else have I done? Uh, Reiki and I've done acupuncture and I've done chiropractic care and, you know, just again, find the things that work for you. I've tried all sorts too. Um, yeah. Shiatsu, I really love Shiatsu treatment. That is um, amazing, which reminds me, I've not been to see her for a while. But yeah, you, you know, give yourself that time and space and things that, uh, you know, you know, provided, you know, a lot of this, certainly here in the UK, a lot of that one would have to fund privately. So, you know, we don't all have money to to spend Correct. on those extra things but if we do give yourself permission to spend some of that money on you and make you feel better feel the best that you can do you know we all deserve to feel the best that we can not just okay oh, you know yes the best that we can feel yes it's important yes mm. yes Oh. Go on, go on then what's, what, and I just want to leave it there. there. That's so lovely. Ah, okay. So, um, but you, you mentioned GPs and you've already mentioned Julie Beeland and, and Julie is very um, uh, keen on, on people in her HSP community, understanding that, um, you know, not all uh, medical practitioners are aware of the HSP trait. And in fact, most of them aren't. And, you know, we, we might have to learn to advocate advocate for ourselves with our, uh, our medical practitioner. And it might be that we can't take the same doses of medicine that other people can take. It might be that we need a different medicine. It might be, um, it, it, it there might be all sorts of reasons why the way that they usually treat patients might not work for us. And it's really important to understand that that is not a failing in us. It's not um, anything that we need to apologize for. It, it, it might mean that it's something that we need to be on, on it. We need to take our research and we need to go and talk to our doctor and say, actually, this is what is happening for me. I think this is why it's happening. And, and, you know, you know um, I might need a different treatment, but it's really important to to be aware again of what works for us and make sure that we we stand up for ourselves. Oh my gosh, such a huge topic there, Philippa, and so <laughs> important. Yes, yeah. advocating for ourselves and sometimes educating our <laughs> medical practitioners. Yes, um, but absolutely not taking it as there's something wrong with us. It's just that we have been an under-researched um, group of folks. And so things don't necessarily work on us the same way, as you mentioned. Very good point. 
That's right. Very and good. that's why we're here. That's one of the reasons why that's we're right. doing this podcast, because we want more people to know about it and more people to be better equipped to advocate for themselves, really. Yes, yes. Well said. Okay, two more quick things okay. that I think could each be topics on their own, but we'll just mention them quickly as far as this list. One is boundary setting. Oh, I think, <laughs> right? That is absolutely <laughs> a big, a big a topic all on its own. But yes, yes, really- but it is that it's a part of self care. Truly, yeah. like learning how to say no, learning how to carve out the space you need for yourself, um, and not having to feel guilty about that. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And the the other last one is finding the things that light you up, which is kind of similar to what you're saying about joy. Yeah. Like, you know, if you can make your profession something that lights you up, brilliant. If you if you're not able to be on that journey right now, what is a part of what you're doing that you can find joy in? Or outside of how you make money, are there ways that you can give of your talents, give of the parts of yourself that are really meaningful to you and do it in a meaningful way? Like, man, that fills me up so much. Yeah. And it's super important part of self-care. And it's it could be a whole topic on its own because it's <laughs> it's a journey and it's a whole bunch of stuff. But it is. I feel like all of everything, nearly all of those <laughs> um, individual things that we've talked about could be a whole um, topic on its own. And who knows, maybe we might delve into those a little bit more. So if anybody's listening, actually, and is thinking, oh, yeah, I'd like you to talk a bit more about that. Let us know, you know, yes. get in touch. Um, there will be ways to contact us in the show notes. So, so get in touch and let us know, because, you know, we love to talk about this. So, you know, if you want us to talk about something in particular let us know that's music to our ears really yes please yeah so I think we'll leave that here for today this has been uh, a nice long episode with lots of juicy information in it thank you to Robbie for putting that list together um I totally failed and uh Robbie did a, a brilliant job thank you for leading us in that today and um yeah we'll leave it there and we'll be back with another episode soon won't we yes listening to the meeting of minds podcast you can find this podcast in all the usual places please tell your friends please subscribe and if you have a moment i'd be really grateful if you could rate and review as it helps other people find us and helps me spread the messages of empowerment and positivity that i'm really passionate about If you want to find out more about me, you can visit my website, www.safeandsupported.co.uk. Until next time, bye.